0: Oh, Oi. that was good. Even I felt that. Can you
1: do it for me? <laughs> do that on the
0: mic. Damn.
2: So, whenever you guys are
1: ready, are you transforming into like the wings start
2: coming out? Mm, shell peels off. <laughs> Finally, free of this human form. All right, let go.
1: Hello and welcome to Word Up Podcast. I'm Evie.
0: And I'm Webster.
1: And today we are here with the orator.
0: What's (laughs) (laughs) what an intro.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to our Word Up Podcast.
0: What's going on? How are you? How are you? Very good. It's a beautiful day in the Netherlands. I suspect it's beautiful everywhere else.
1: We are a podcast with no time and space, remember?
0: This is true. But (laughs) just so everyone knows, it's a beautiful day. It it is a beautiful day and I feel blessed.
1: Beautiful. Would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners who don't initially know you? Uh, What's up? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Hello, man. What's going on? I'm the orator, man. uh, People's person, sometimes, sometimes not. Um, Poet all the time. Traveler as much as time will allow. Um, and yeah just I exist man
0: I just kind of I exist and just tell stories (laughs) (laughs) you've been traveling recently right yes tell us where you've been what you've seen what you've learned Uh,
2: since November last year uh, I've been to Jamaica America Thailand Cambodia Laos Burma Vietnam greece and the netherlands so Damn. yeah we're here, we're here. <laughs> um yeah it's been a good travel been good travel so far
0: what was the purpose of your travels
2: oh just to live just to exist you know beautiful it's nice it's nice to exist in different environments you know
0: And you
1: were here working on your book and you just launched your other book?
2: Yes, so um, one of the main things I got done when I was in Thailand is I released my, well I I finished and then released my first book um, called Vernacular. I was in, I think I was in a hostel in Laos when it came out it was a good day <laughs> <laughs> that's cool what's yeah, that's your uh, book about Can it's a collection us? of poetry right um, so just reflections a collection of reflections of the lives of you and I so yeah that's it really
1: Yeah, and then now you're working on another book or you just finished oh
2: I just finished it so my next book um, is called uh which is Latin for uh, literary ex- a gathering of literary extracts but also means a gathering of flowers So yeah, that exists there. You can get both on www.theorator.bigcartel.com. So
0: listeners, feel free, feel free. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's it's there. That's what I do. You must be writing quite a lot then to be releasing your second book soon. No. No.
2: (laughs) What? Truth be told. No, not right now. I mean, it's, it's even you go through different cycles and different modes. So now that that one's finished, it's kind of like i I'm, I'm trying to juggle the cycle of release mode mm. marketing mode, and now I've also got to just kind of finish up the technical side of getting the next book published, so I yeah. wish i could I wish I could just be in writing mode right now, but <laughs> I'm just going wearing too many hats. <laughs>
1: I have busy hats. <laughs> Because you also, I think, you were you did release a while back the musical album spoken word poetry.
2: Mm. Yeah, I got three albums. Uh, Vernacular album number one, uh, which is a collection of snippets from the book. Um, That's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all them things. There. After that, we got Florilegium Volume One Mm -hmm. and Florilegium Volume Two. Um, both of those exist online you can do your thing or get them um <laughs> and you can purchase them on my website as well in hard copy form as well so vernacular i think there's a handful of cd's left flow legion volume 1 there's a handful of cd's and flow legion volume 2 was released on tape on so, tape yeah old school <laughs> yeah man we 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 not to the old school so <laughs> yeah boom so that that's the albums that's the albums you mentioned
1: right. cool what inspires you
2: Mm, life, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just life, man. Like, not really, no science to it for me, you know, just experience, man. Just experience, experience is one of the greatest teachers. So, for me, I just soak it up, mm. just try and that's why I see as many things as I can. I travel as many places as I can go, um, because yeah, I take it all in and. I could see the most just normal person walking down the road and flip that into some kind of poem that would be heard by thousands of people. So, yeah, it's cool.
0: When did you first realize that you had a knack for that sort of thing? Uh, age 11. 11? Age 11. Specific. Yeah. What happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, I, was, I went to an old boys school, right? Uh, like, I ain't really take no chat from nobody, so I, I got in plenty of fights with kids older than me, but it ain't no problem with like, that, you know what I mean? Back in those days, you could just have a swing out, and it would just be that, do you know what I mean? See each other the next day, and it's fine. Um, but there was one kid, Rashawn, who I probably couldn't beat up. <laughs> he, was, he was, like, the strongest kid in his year. Damn. I think mean, he was year eight, I was year seven, and I was just like, rah... Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. So I was like, but I knew he rapped. So I was like, come, let's battle win it. Because I know like back then Grime was just taking off. Grime didn't even have a name at that point really. But the sound was everywhere. So I'm like, okay, okay, he's got bars. So he said, yeah. Basically, I don't know something happened. He wanted to fight me. And I was like, nah, let's clash. So I had to go home, write some bars. Truth be told, I just copied some bars from some from some CD that I got from London when I was at my dad's house. And um, yeah, I went back, we clashed, I beat him. Obviously, it, the playground decides who wins, you feel me? Like whoever's, whoever gets people make the most noise for, that's the victor. So obviously they, they weren't mad, obviously. I shelled them down with lyrics, they went mad. And then he was like, nah, I've heard them before. I was like, no, <laughs> he was like, nah, no, nah, I've heard them somewhere. I'm like nah, bro, <laughs> and he was like, "Come back tomorrow, I'm gonna beat you up." <laughs> so oh I, geez. So I went home and I wrote some lyrics, and I come back and I beat him again, and then he still wanted to fight me, but he couldn't now because I just get you know I me mean? man killed him with the lyrics. Clean so yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah age eleven. That's what I was like, nah, man. If I decide to put my pen to the pad, I'm I'm good with it.
0: That's amazing. How were you influenced by grime at the time? Was that a big part of uh, your childhood growing up or...?
2: Yeah, man, I'm a grime baby. Grime baby, man, trust me, like, that was just the sound of the time, you feel me? On the back of UK Garage, like, Garage was still about when I was coming up. Um, but grime, grime was, like, by the time I got into, like, secondary school and we were halfway through, grime was the thing. like, grime, Grind was life. Do you feel me? Them old school pirate radio sets. People used to send sets and send tunes, infrared, Bluetooth, like back when like you'd wait for like a radio set to come out or you'd wait for people to come on radio because you knew that was a place to catch them. Back when people were clashing each other. And you'd say a man's name on radio and he would just come to the radio station. Like <laughs> Do you feel me? Like, none of these Twitter fingers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man's theres like, you got something to say we're clashing now. And wow. then now we, now you're on air going on like you're a bad and the guys in front of you, are you gonna clash and back it or not? <laughs> and if you do, it makes for some legendary moments, you feel me? Yeah. Um so yeah, man, gets gets versus Bashy. I was playing that earlier today, man. Legendary moment. Where's, Where's Carlos? Carlos? Where's Carlos? Oh my grime heads know exactly what that means. Where's Carlos? So, yeah, grime life. Grime is life, trust me. Wow. I'm a hip-hop head, but I'm a grime baby, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Intense. <laughs> I always ask people who perform on stages and other places, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing that happened to you while performing?
2: That's a good question. I don't know.
1: Or like memorable, not necessarily weird.
2: Mm. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I just I've performed in some very strange places. <laughs> 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 so like just you know just the environment was a bit mad, but. I don't even know. I just... You know, when I'm on stage, I just... I'm in in my own world. I don't even know what's going on beyond, like, four feet in front of me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm just in my head. (laughs) You're
1: in your zone. Yeah,
2: honestly. So, whatever's happening, inside, you'd like to better shut up and do it quietly. (laughs) 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 Okay. But other than that, now honestly, I'm just... It's been... Nothing mad. No gunshots. No riots. No. Thank nothing God. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean. I performed at a few protests and stuff like that, but oh, did you? Because yo, occupy movement. It was a good time. Big than man. Them not involved with the bank of ideas. That was a good time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what's are your uh, plans for the future? You're releasing your book. That's
2: yeah. So vernaculars out now. Um, I'm going to be releasing Elysium. At some point this year Follow me on social media Even I'm just really not going to use it in the future But follow me on <laughs> social media At orator underscore UK um, And you can get updates about that Because as it stands I don't even know when that's coming out But other than that um, My travels continue So I'm In the UK by the time you hear this And then just within a week or two I'll be flying out to Peru So and I'm out in Peru for three months. Damn. So that's uh friend. Nice. Some, you know, Amazon, nature, people,
0: ayahuasca. I was going to say. Ask <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to partake in any enlightening activities. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Nah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm going for a good journey. Nice. That's cool. That's so, cool. But
2: I don't know what's going on after that. Um, I really don't really have any plans in particular but I'm just building two houses that's my plan man I'm building oh. a house in West Africa and I'm building a house in Jamaica so haven't decided how that's gonna take about but I know we're gonna stack some pennies up and and
0: get out of Babylon see nice. ya <laughs> <laughs> what was the idea behind building the homes um, going home um,
2: like Gambia it was just beautiful it was my first time in Africa I went mm-hmm. Gambia and it was just beautiful. It was just absolutely beautiful. Like, it was fantastic. It was just so comfortable and just comforting. Um, so, yeah, I went back, bought some land there, spent some time there. I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I could <laughs> stay here. <laughs> um Jamaica, I got family there. That's, that's home. So, like, um, Jamaica's like my homeland and Gambia's like the motherland. So, yeah, I want to be able to just be comfortable in both and basically I just need somewhere that I can walk around naked. Do you feel <laughs> me? Like I'm I'm good in both places. Yeah like, I can yeah, fully yeah. go. I don't have to build a house at all. But I need to be able to have my own set of keys so I can just you know what I mean just wake up, feel free, go water my plants and yeah. do you know what I mean? Grow right. my vegetables and Living the free
0: life. Yeah,
2: just write books with a view in the morning. Yeah, that's beautiful me? of course. So yeah, That's awesome. Once I do I've feel,
0: done that, I don't know. I was going to say, I do feel a sudden sense of freedom when I, I'm from Zimbabwe, mm. when my parents still live there. Uh, and when I go home, it's like super, super chill. Super chill. It's like, you know, you're home, everything washes away, stress is like, what? I don't need my yeah. phone. What <laughs> <laughs> This is such a Western concept. <laughs> like, I feel liberated here. What's
2: going on? <laughs> I haven't done anything different.
0: <laughs> and there's also the added benefit of sunlight and you know all that good stuff so oh god man and just
2: being able to pick breakfast off the tree yeah that's good too
1: inspiring i'm so jealous already like visualizing (laughs) this
2: but yeah that's that's the future i don't know at what point that future will become past but we will see we'll see i'm working on it i'm working on it
1: (laughs) And I also wanted to ask you, because all your albums and book names are quite complex words for a non-native speaker. <laughs> How <laughs> do you wait, come buddy. up with that? <laughs> do you know do
2: you what? <laughs> it's odd. Yeah, my, my project titles are just really cool words. Um, <laughs> I think the most appropriate and most apt. But they're not common words. And even within even within the UK, like they're not words you're going to come across all the time.
1: But do you sit like and look for words somewhere? Like do you have like a small book where you're like writing all the complicated words? Um, so, no, so <laughs> like
0: no a pe- source, <laughs> you know.
2: No, I, um, <laughs> no. Funny enough, I do have a folder of words on my phone. Um, I think there's about just under two hundred words on there, and every so often I come across a new word. That's so, wicked. So, but yeah, no, I love I love words. So the first project, Vernacular. It kind of means regional dialects, like it's it's similar to slang, but it's just you know different places use slightly different set of words, right? It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what country you're in, right? So we refer that to refer to that as local vernacular. So that one's called vernacular because I just talk how the hell I want to talk. And uh, I can use words like hip-hop, my stress, my deliophobia, yada, yada, yada. But <laughs> what's the point? I just want to talk how I feel comfortable talking. Uh, Floralysium, because if you see the album cover uh, and the eventual book cover, mm-hmm. uh, there's a crest and there's some flowers on it. Um, and there's a pen and there's a banana clip, two banana clips and mm-hmm. a crown. Um, and Florilegium's Gathering of Flowers. The flowers on there are the regional flower for Leicester, national flower for Montserrat, and the sorrel flower, which happens to grow in Jamaica and the Gambia. So all places that mean something to me. So yeah. So that's what they mean. Yeah, so they're yeah. complex, but like, oh no, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, because you have the, your uh, research done also when you, as you're telling the story, right? Like that's
2: always yeah. information is key.
1: It's, it's beautiful, I noticed that, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> and also, like you know, always wondering if I'm pronouncing it right.
2: <laughs> no, your pronunciation
1: is good
0: still. <laughs> Bang on.
1: So, um, shall we ask you to read the poem?
0: Yeah, let's hear one of your poems.
2: Officers, we're looking for a male fitting the IC3 description. Suspect is believed to have been involved in a murder apprehending contain at all costs he is believed to be highly intelligent, highly dangerous and a threat to society. So I warn you proceed with caution because this male does not inhale toxins created by popular green plants developed by local horticultural experts near you. This male does not indulge in a supposedly high-rolling, prison-going, oversaturated genre better known to the common folk as gangster rap. This male is no longer a frequent window shopper of JD, and his choice of dress is no longer the produce in child slave labor in dingy Indonesian sweatshops exploiting children for over 15 hours a day. Hear what I say. Eyewitnesses say this man is armed. He has a belt. Unafraid to use it, he's considered a risk to our god-forsaken ignorance. Any use of such concealed weapon is an offence punishable by up to thirty-second hard struggle preceding any dying urges to urinate freely, so hear what I say. Evidence leads us to believe our chap is now using the street suffix OBE. Yes, that's O-B-E. Further intelligence leads us to believe that this chap is now moving in one of the two major gangs operating throughout the UK, BSc and BA, respectively, with possible connections to higher ranking gang positions such as MSc, PhD, praise be to GOD. This is one career effing criminal. PCSOs, MPs, probation workers, youth workers, judges, and teachers of our era. Not forgetting the school head, see the news is in, the truth is out, the stereotype is dead. Placed neatly on your desk will be a confession championed by yours truly. Images depicted in urban culture, music and movies, relayed in the peanut brains of the stupid have been erased. Control and backspaced, ergo the future of an entire generation saved. For I, yes I, I have no remorse. And I have no shame in admitting to the murder of a stain that history could not succeed in washing away. See, I have killed the stereotype, and I dare you to take me away. Boom!
0: Powerful. Yay! <laughs> yeah,
2: cool. Thank you.
0: Now I love the man. How did you come about to writing this?
2: Uh just came to me one day, yeah. if I'm honest with you. To be fair, I was thinking about that while I performed it.
0: I was like, this one's
2: been in the repertoire for a minute. <laughs> um, but I remember, I don't know if it was in its finished form, but I remember when it first came out, it was something to do with the centenary of something or someone's death, because I went down to London for a bell-ringing service to mark the point of something to do with the abolishment of slavery. Something to do with that, but it was around about... A well, c- couple years ago, mm. couple
0: years ago, damn.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, seems uh, you've got some themes of, I was getting, you know, your black identity, of course. Um, you could see themes of masculinity in mm. there, um, and particularly poignant because it's relevant today mm. with the current media's coverage of, you know, knife crime and stuff mm. like that, and, you know, drugs and who's perpetrating all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see a relation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you say is valid.
2: Yeah, it's all in there. It's all in there. I think uh, the poem is kind of pretty comprehensive. It talks on many different facets and many different things and kind of can inter interconnect with many different issues that we see today, in the past, that we will see in the future, but hopefully it just kind of raises the dialogue around those things so that, like I ain't promising to give nobody no answers, but hopefully I can spark some kind of conversation that will help to some kind of betterment within each person's community, do you feel me? So that's that. Appreciate it, thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, because I think it's also it's about the discussion and conversation that you spark. It's not the answers, right? Yeah,
2: that's it. You ain't got to agree with me. I, r- I really don't care if you agree with me, disagree with me or not. <laughs> I'm glad that we're here to have this conversation. That's it. No, agreeing with me has nothing to do with the message. You don't have to like the message. That's, that's cool. That's perfectly fine. It's the fact that we can have this dialogue. And for me, that is most important.
1: Yeah, exactly. To open the door. That's it. Yeah. I'm also wondering, since you were talking about traveling, and you crossed a lot of, well, a lot of continents, and uh, how do you deal with the sense of belonging when traveling and building homes in two different continents?
2: Um, I exist, therefore I belong. Okay. That's it. I think i got a poem in vernacular. It's like, free flies the bird that flies alone where I choose to rest my head is where I choose to go home so yeah yeah I'm just easy <laughs> I like that so I think I call like it like
1: the, the the rule of two feet
2: <laughs> what's that
1: it's like when you you belong where you stand like you are yeah, where you yeah, stand yeah. like
2: where you <laughs> I would have to agree I would have to agree um the building houses thing that's that's long man because it's such a process it's such a process but it's kind of like um it's been a long time coming something Mm. i've been waiting to do so i just can't wait i can't wait like ask me that question when i have two houses built and then (laughs) i'll have a a real problem but for right now it's just it's a it's a lovely hypothetical problem but
1: yeah but it's something to look forward to right
2: and to torture yourself a little bit yeah yeah it's more (laughs) about the torture you know it's really about like it's about the torture honestly it's just the torture of like getting it done and then it's the job. Once it's done, it's done. I'm not going to do anything but sit down and relax and not think about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, I enjoy the the kind of mental ping pong with juggling these ideas, juggling everyday reality, juggling juggling the reality that we create for ourselves. So yeah, I I enjoy the chase, <laughs> the chase, <laughs> the pursuit of the dream. So the pursuit of happiness, if you like.
1: How did you get the the dream?
2: <laughs> um. I just woke up one day and just decided I was just going to do what makes me happy. Um, We all know what makes us happy. I'm just actively pursuing it and in itself that feels happy. So I'm happy. (laughs) Uh, But the dream itself is, um, nah, neither here nor there. It's not not about the dream, you know, Mm. it's about the reality right it's about the reality the dream should just be that just should just be the spark that's the message you got from some kind of elder or elder on the other side what you need to be doing yeah it's worth, up to you whether or not you you pursue do you feel me because there's yeah. going to be ups there's going to be downs doesn't make no difference man just l- make it a reality make it doesn't make it, how it doesn't matter how you do it does not matter but make it a reality and then it's it's done nothing's done till it's done when yeah. it's done
0: it feels good something else yeah that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. it's great it's good fun yeah. yeah it's about the process always right you learn yeah. much more from trying to pursue that thing than you do when you get to it exactly when you get to it you're like Psh, yeah whatever i got it now but like what's next yes. how can i embark on another journey you know
2: exactly and this is I'm, I'm at that point right now actually where i know what i want to do next i just have to decide how i'm going to do it so mm. i know i've got you know the next three four months to plan the next two years and within those two years I'll be elsewhere so but then it doesn't make a difference because I'll be elsewhere but then I'll be like in the same position thinking okay, yeah, so what I'm am I doing <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right. trying to be elsewhere <laughs> you know, go tour the world or do you know just I don't know release more books more music get one of these publishing companies to pay me my rights <laughs> pay me my dues right. that's fair and allow me to travel more comfort you know what I mean? Yeah, first class, with, <laughs> first class, all <laughs> the way. First like class, friends—they've got us a jet. <laughs> are coming Think over big. to get you, Think up big. to me, you Okay know. then. Oh, listen, there, there should be no limits, man. Listen, as far as like, for too long, people have just seen like the arts as something that we as artists should be saying thank you for. Like you know, as most artists, like you know, say a speech and they thank you. What the hell are you thanking everybody for? <laughs> They, they should, should be, be thanking, thanking you, you, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, let's get this balance back. Need <laughs> some balance because us humble artists still have bills. So, yeah, do you know what I mean. Fair enough. And if it was up to the rest of the world, we'd be performing for exposure forever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah so we'll take three jumbo jets and if you haven't got it we'll take the one <laughs> fair enough yeah i love that saying when you're starting out people go oh yeah yeah uh, i want you to do some work do this do that and you're like oh cool cool cool." how much i say no it's good for your experience and oh. for your exposure yes and then yes, they drop yes. it like that And because you're new you're like okay oh <laughs> yeah know? trust
2: me i think the sooner people get out of that the better and i think that that's why a lot of can i swear sure oh that's why a lot of shit artists right (laughs) (laughs) no because they're not rubbish a lot of shit artists do so well because they realise they just care about money so but when you have that kind of desire for money you kind of have no what's the word Not integrity but you you have no problem peddling shit yeah do you know what I mean (laughs) because you just want to make money yeah do you know what I mean which makes things easier Yes, mm. but us artists that are like, we care about our craft, we will do something to support some cause and we will, do you know what I mean? Because we just want to share our craft. Right. But the person that's in it just to be like, no, nah, I just need to get paid. <laughs> like, they accelerate, their careers go a lot further, a lot faster and yeah. they get paid the stupid money. Yeah. That's the point. Like, they ask for it and they get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the... Well done. I'm going to try that from now on. I'm going to try saying something but also be like, no, like, as mm. an artist, we demand our worth now. Forget it. You look, there's not like there's not money in the arts. I think in the UK alone, the creative economy is worth like 80 or 90 billion. It's a lot. A year. It's a lot of funding. Out so, of yeah, I'm coming for my 0.002% and no one's telling me otherwise. <laughs> so, <laughs> of 90 billion, I must. Get it, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it.
1: Well, what's the worst thing that can happen when you ask, right? You can just get no and then you move on.
2: Yeah, or worse though, I could just... Be the same, still writing poetry and still putting books out and still putting albums out. It doesn't make a difference to me. Mm.
0: But hopefully the generations that come after me, it will make a difference for. Yeah, I think a large part of that is how we get educated. Like if you're working in in a creative space, it's all about hone your craft, hone your craft. Mm. Make your work better and do all this and do all that. But they're not teaching you about economics, about paying your bills, about, you know, mortgage, whatever, charging the, yeah. the appropriate rate for yes. what you're worth. Your I your someone, yeah, yeah, for your time. No one, no, one, no one actually tells you that. And so I'm always in a process of like, how much am I worth? How much should I be charging? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's I crazy. Think, yeah.
1: Especially with poetry, right? Like if, if it's something that's not tangible in a way.
2: No, not even that. Because people peddle ideas every day. It's just more about what are you willing, what are you comfortable asking for? Because... We know, like, we, I, I got commissioned once, right? And I got a grand for writing a poem, right? Lovely. It was great, right? Yeah. But I didn't feel bad about it because I got bills, right? But in the same breath, sorry. In the next breath. Um, <laughs> but in the next breath, we have, um, I just do this. Do you feel me? Like, someone's just giving me the stuff I did, I've been doing every day <laughs> about 15 years. Like, <laughs> so it almost feels... It's it's not normal. Yeah. But why shouldn't it be? Do you feel me? So, yes. like, if you ask for... I know artists that... Oh, I won't even get into the politics of it. Right? But there's other poets... Not even... I won't call them poets. So they can be spoken word artists. There's other spoken word artists out there with... um Quite a following and a name on the internet thing, but not really got that much respect from his peers, right? Got booked for a gig in my city. Calm down, telling some story about how his poem allowed him to have breakfast with Will Smith, da da da, da. And Lester's great because Lester just doesn't give a fuck about nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he did his thing, da da da, and he performed. And it was a, it was an okay performance. He had his friend paying keys. It was nothing special, right? Mm. It was just like literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. I made sure that I went on just before him. I went, I tore the house down. I did my thing. I made sure I came out shooting, firing from the hip. Cool. I know he got paid almost a thousand pound to be there. And I will think I got offered like 50 quid. And I was just like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to wheel and come again. (laughs) But like, but it showed me though, my set was three times as good as his. Mm. Right. And he's getting paid a grand all in. So therefore, I must be in a. I must be able to ask for the same money. But because it's not normal, you don't do it. Yeah. Do you feel me? And we just we get accustomed to, you know, just you know covering expenses and da da da. Which is cool because eighty percent of the time that's how it's gonna go. Because you're working with your people, you're working with other people that want to build. You're working with. But when you are working with organizations that have budgets. And you are working with multinationals, and you are working with a huge organizations. Don't let them tell you, you ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. Goodbye. <laughs> like, like no, for real. Because what they can't—they're not going to benefit you. What I mean, it's just money. Do you know what I mean? It's just money. But if you're going to take two hundred pound when you're you're writing for British Petroleum or some <laughs> other oil company, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, especially if they're going to own the work. <laughs> Especially if it's their work, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, like, absolutely. That's crazy, that's ridiculous. We gotta start, like, nah, man, like, we got like in hip hop, man, charge it to the game. We've been working too long, we've been working for too long, too little, and we will continue to do so because it's our choice. Mm-hmm. However, the industry, nah, this, these rules <laughs> don't apply to you. This is insider <laughs> stuff, like, you're <laughs> pay. yeah. So, yeah, man, that's the mission right now. Yeah,
1: so educating people and essentially teaching to ask and to yeah,
2: yeah. ask your worth
0: yeah and, what, like and know says, your worth yeah. that's another well, thing i think you that's, that's the enough. tough one right that's the hard bit is like how much yeah. are you worth or how much you don't do you don't know think though. that's true that's what i'm saying so suppose you can can just shoot just high.
2: think you're worth 50 pounds for two years yeah it's... and but if that means two years you haven't got more than that but if one day you just came out and said and see if anyone wants to pay for 350 today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If someone says yes, you're going to be like, oh, I just need a few more. Yeah, now yeah. you're worth $350. Do you, do you get me? Yeah, him. And And um, big up John Berkovich, man, uh, amazing poet. He said to me, once you get your price for something, don't ever take anything less. Damn. Excuse me. And he's a poet and a creative practitioner. And I'm pretty sure that's all he's done for the past 20 years mm. or no more. So he said, once you get your, once you get paid a rate, don't take anything less, because it means you're worth that. Yeah. And more probably. Yes. I'm like, alright, cool. I just kind of take whatever lessons I get, pass them on, and just continue to raise the profile of poetry. I think that's important, um, because with these things that pay more, it is you do get more exposure. But it's not about the exposure. It's the fact that. You're working with platforms that have large audiences. And poetry has to be there. Halifax in Mm. the UK, a bank, they've had a few poets on their most recent campaign. Because they kind of understand, do you know what I mean? They just talk to everybody. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? A guy in a suit, or if you can design an advert, but it's just gonna be speaking to a set of people, but a poet is just gonna go there and speak to everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. yeah, just players are due, and let's continue to raise the profile of poetry, because it increases dialogue yeah. amongst conversations that people don't necessarily want to have, or in mainstream media just aren't had. Do so. you think there's a need for
0: more people to talk? Always. Always? Always. Reasoning is important. What sort of things do you want to talk about? Uh I'll say football. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not a big football person, but sometimes I just enjoy talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> no honestly because nah, it's like it's cool. do you know when that like, you're always thinking about something deep yeah sometimes it's just nice to be able to talk shit like <laughs> honestly with you know some just good people you can talk about something that isn't about changing the world or isn't about how messed up the planet is or do you know what i mean because these are such day-to-day things maybe it's just me as an artist being an artist but like nah sometimes i just want to be able to talk about like stuff that we don't have to carry with us (laughs) do you feel me yeah um but yeah my poetry does the talking man but i just want to talk about chilling relaxing
0: travel nice food (laughs) life food oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what's the nicest thing you ate on your travels recently recently how recently on this set of travels on this set of travels yeah
2: okay <laughs> jerk chicken Christmas dinner. What? Christmas dinner was bad. Okay. Yeah, I was at my grandma's house. My me, and my dad made a little kitchen in the front yard. Oh, um, yeah, we bust two goat, cook them down. Yeah, did grill the goat like. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, man, drain it out, skin it. He got me cooked down two goats. What else? I did jerk chicken. Mm. Yeah, man, from scratch listen if you're ever in london man jackson's (laughs) catering man go get some jerk chicken man i recommend it waterloo man millennium park man you can go there monday to friday man they they sold out by one o'clock so you better come early damn
0: wow but yeah christmas dinner was on point (laughs) i hear you man i hear you um that's it for this week everybody um as usual you can find us on www.worduppodcast.com uh there you'll find our social media uh you can find links to past podcasts and just generally engage with us in that way thank you thank you so
1: much and see you next time (laughs) (laughs) Do we'll
0: clean that up right to shit on Thai
2: food. <laughs> Thai food is dead.
0: What? You don't like oh, Thai food? I know, listen. I mean, you know. that's like in my opinion the seasoning was a bit. I know. lacking in that department, but mm. for the most part I enjoyed it. No, nah, it was
2: okay, but well, it made my belly run all the time. Oh, jeez, details. You got to eat every day. Like, if everything you eat makes you go to toilets, just get. Tired. <laughs> really very tiring, man.
0: Good selection of beers though. Huh? Good selection of beers? I don't, eat, I don't drink beer. Oh, you don't drink? I don't drink beer. No, I drink beer, but I like my rum.